1: Hello everybody, welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, did you know that Overwatch 2 is out? I did not. It's been out for six years. It's also called Overwatch
2: 1. Ah, <laughs> very nice.
1: Hilariously. Now I thought we'd cover a whole bunch of stuff going on with the game I've been playing for the last few days, and I cannot stress how much this is. Almost nigh on the exact same game, down to the same voice lines, all the same powers that your characters have. Just even when you play it, it feels exactly the same. Like right. you know, Lucio's doing his power up and he's saying, It's going down. You've got Reaper doing the die, die, die thing. It's 2016 all over again. And so there's a lot of stuff to, bring, uh, to break down. Um, a lot of the fans are annoyed with the monetization uh, practices that are now in the game. And it's worth pointing out that, you know, for as similar as Overwatch 2 is to Overwatch 1, one massive component is the monetization in the game. The fact that they, you know, they've said it's Overwatch 2, but it's very much just a relaunch of how to monetize the game overall. Right. Um, and we'll get to that stuff in due time. I want to run down a few things because I feel like, go on. Let me
2: put in on. because, you yes. know, you're talking about it being so similar to the first game. I mean, yes. You know, I hope this game succeeds, I want it to be good, mm-hmm. but that said, it's weird to me that they are front-loading the PvP elements, which are <laughs> going to be inherently similar to the first game, mm-hmm. even if it's map for map, like you um, alluded oh, literally to two say before maps, yeah. uh, recording. Our TV's died um, again. I said, actually, Yeah. what the hell? My question is, why are they leading with the PvP, when the PvE <laughs> yeah. was the sole reason why Overwatch 2 was initially conceived, or at least that's what the early interviews suggested, mm-hmm. that the reason it was called Overwatch 2 was that they were bringing this whole new component, but that whole new component is not there at the launch of Overwatch Two. I think they've struggled so much with justifying what this is. Like I did
1: a little tweet over the weekend of just like it's Overwatch One again, so ergo, It's Overwatch Two. It's sort of like Nigel Tufnell style of uh, It's one more. It's one louder. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I, yeah, I feel like they've struggled to justify this stuff. The PVE elements on in here, um, you know, a lot of the comparisons to older maps that came out. A lot of people just said, well, that's just the same map, but at a different time of day. Mm-hmm. That's literally the case. When you're on these maps, it just feels like the same game again. Um, and yeah, I feel like they very much struggle to uh, differentiate what Overwatch 2 is, which is why I just keep leaning on the marketing side of it. I guess we'll get back to it because for me, I feel like they've said this is Overwatch 2, and they've overhauled the monetization. They get a big old spike in interest. They've got people like us playing it again, and Josh is going to. I've been playing it across the weekend, and um, for the first time in a good few years. And yeah. maybe that's all they wanted, and um, to cast quite a wide net and see who who they can make stick on this new monetization model. And um, we'll get to the monetization stuff very soon. I want to cover a few things, and um, that I just feel you can be filed under death by a thousand cuts. of so yes. little thing and um, they contribute to the overall feel of Overwatch 2, just feeling worse as something to interact with than Overwatch 1 did. Um, so I'll just break a few things down. Um, one thing um, is that the menus are a hell of a lot worse. Um, your player highlights are now inside your player profile. They used to be on mm-hmm. the main menu, they used to be a lot easier to see. Um, you have to go finding them now. Um, the hood overall is a lot less enjoyable. I feel like in game, they nigh on hide what your characters can do. Um, in Overwatch 1, you could just hit a button, bring up your abilities, you know, as you're in the middle of a match and yeah. you be like, oh, cool, I can do this thing where I... Th- put a turret down and then go and do it now it's either inside the heroes option on the main menu so you've got to go hero by hero bring up their abilities or when you're picking the character at the
2: start of a match bring up your abilities and then just remember what you can do in a match this is a weird thing sorry to put in yet again but Activision Blizzard in particular seem to keep making their the games and the UIs for those games worse worse, (laughs) like playing the Modern Warfare 2 beta um, last week Mm -hmm. and the UI for that game was so terrible it was one of the most criticised thing about that beta Mm -hmm. but the UI from Modern Warfare Warfare 2019 was pretty good. And it's like, why have we taken such a huge step back? Like, why is this not, what's going wrong with this UI construction? Why Why are they chasing trends that don't seem to translate to console play specifically, but hmm. might work for PC? Well,
1: this is a whole separate thing. What the hell's going on with video game UI? Why is there that stupid cursor thing in every other game? And then the solution, quote unquote solution, is what we have now, which is almost like a Windows phone
2: thing, where it's just a bunch of tiles. None of this is good. I'm not a hateful man. And I would, I'm not a murderous man. But I would kill that cursor. Yeah. You know, it's fine it's fine for PC but on a, on a on a joystick it don't work. no I just feel like overall that was that thing is everywhere
1: like I said it was in the likes of Destiny which blew up and a whole bunch of executives went, well, they work for destiny let's do that for everything. God.
2: When you get back to a Destiny oh, Sorry, I'm just going off on a huge tangent, but Assassin's Creed He's has a made weekend. a lot of mistakes. I certainly have, and I've only <laughs> been thinking about this cursor. Yeah. Assassin's Creed has made a lot of mistakes, but adding the cursor to its menu, what are you thinking, <laughs> Ubisoft? I don't think that feel like there was a single game where any of
1: us, any of us, enjoyed that layout of a menu. Where we were, oh, it's good, I get to pilot a cursor on it as if I have a mouse. Like, what the living hell is that? Um, but yeah one more point about the overall main menu uh, layout and the fact that you know, like I said they hide the likes of highlights um, or your character abilities and everything is that they do push you towards the shop they do push you towards um, you know buying more stuff That's the, the overall feel of this is just pushing you towards or incentivizing buying stuff mm-hmm. Like here's some stuff that you might not have that you might want to put some money into which again I'll get back to um, they have changed again another hood thing um, the way that it looks when you kill someone in the game there used to be this whole feel in Overwatch 1 where you take someone out and a big skull flashes on screen and it felt very enjoyable Especially if you were getting multi-kills, that's now gone. The only thing that comes up on screen is a really boring, boxed-out text on the bottom of the screen yeah. that just gives you the name of the person that you killed. And I think there's a tiny skull icon next to it. It sounds like the tiniest thing in the world, but it
2: makes all the difference when you're playing the game. This is it, right? You know, I haven't played Overwatch 2 yet, mm. so I'm just getting your first impressions here. Mm. But that's a similar change that Battlefield 2042 made, where right. you got a completely different um, sense of feedback from mm. your kills or from your, you know, assists or whatever. Mm. It was just a small bit of text, and it felt nowhere near as impactful as the previous games did. Mm-hmm. When you were getting, you know, these these big bold kind of rewards, like this like sort of kinetic reward, I suppose, for yeah. doing well in the game. It, it sounds like a small thing, but it impacts the flow of gameplay mm-hmm. in a kind of really strange subconscious way. Like yeah. it does have an impact on that, the way the game feels mm-hmm. and how satisfying it is to play it. I feel like feedback's a really
1: good term for this, and I feel like overall, like all these things, everything that I'm covering here, just for me, combines into an overall feel of the game that just feels. Worse than Overwatch One did. It doesn't feel like it's a worthwhile thing to put your time into because of everything that I'm going to be covering. Um, and like I said, it just everything sort of folds into everything else. Uh, aim detection right now is way off. If you shoot next to someone's head, you'll just class it as a headshot anyway. Um, something that Overwatch, nearly every online shooter has to some degree. But you would think that this far into the game, with so many replicable elements from the original, they would have nailed this side of it. And um, there's a video doing the rounds of uh, Hanzo just taking a few bow and arrow shots next to like Tracer's head. He's here, her head's there, and it's still headshots her anyway. Right. Um, Things like that are very obvious um, you know, to see. Um, there's another story during the rounds of a glitch which apparently has been patched where the game was just taking someone's credits, even though they are legacy credits from Overwatch 1. They were credits yep. that you just earned in the original game. Um, Overwatch 2 did just um, spend them on a skin that someone didn't want and they got in touch to ask for a refund or for the credits to be put back and Blizzard said that all those uh, purchases are final. Um, keep in mind that it's legacy credits, the guy didn't pay for them
2: in the first place in theory, but still uh, a bit of a bug. As someone who accidentally bought FIFA 14 for £60, <laughs> Uh, and no one believed that it was by accident and did not get a refund. I can uh, relate to that quite a lot. Controller was, was paired in a different room and <sighs> accidentally navigated and bought the game. And you guys probably won't even believe that either because Sony PR didn't... They just certainly <laughs> didn't take any of it. They thought I was making it up. I wasn't making it up. Still got a gripe about it. The old fake controller switcheroo.
1: Now, speaking of uh, feedback stuff, the uh, in Overwatch, if you were doing very well, you would get the on-fire state. You would get this whole flaming sort of icon in the, on the screen that would let you know that you were doing well. That's been removed. Um, it, Assumedly... Uh, um, the general sort of uh, conversation around it is that they'll be patching it back in as another thing to sell you, as another customizable element. Right. Maybe different things to be set on fire, maybe per character, whatever. Um, but again, in terms of feedback, in terms of feel, in terms of what it feels like to have a game of Overwatch, um, if you're doing well, there's very little feedback now. Um, you do get some accolades in the corner of the screen, but it's another thing that's been taken out. Um, then if you get onto cosmetic stuff, um, you know they've added a souvenir system um, alongside the emotes, but it's just holding up like an item from the game. Like, your character just goes into a pose and hold something up um, it's meant to be a reason to get the battle pass it's meant to be something that is uh, filed under the cosmetic side but it just looks a bit lame um, there's also weapon charms in here but there are many characters that don't use actual firearms so there's an um, example right. being if you're playing as like Zenyatta or someone who just fires things from their hands weapon charm just sticking out their hand <laughs> just, just what the hell is this um, there's things like that so um, we can use all of this and pivot across into the overall monetization side of it um, which I'm going to bring you in Come because on. you played a hell of a lot of Call of Duty you Warzone. Yes. And I feel like um, what they've attempted to do is a hybrid of Fortnite and Call of Duty Warzone. Yes. And right now, where do you think the general uh, attitude is from the audience on monetization of battle passes and that approach to stuff?
2: I think in a free to play game, which Overwatch 2 is mm. right now, um, Battle Pass is probably the best system of a bunch of bad systems. <laughs> I don't mind paying into a battle pass for a free to play game mm. if the rewards in there are cool yep. and worthwhile because it gives me something to play towards for the, you know, two to three months that these seasons last i prefer it way more than uh, compared to like the loot box systems that we've had in the past even Overwatch's one overwatch one's loot box system mm. i never really gelled with that at all i always felt that was for me personally um unrewarding and right. i i hated getting duplicates i would never get the skins <laughs> that i wanted and with a battle pass you know you know exactly kind of what you're going to get at each level mm. and for me personally if the rewards are fine it's a good way to monetize a free-to-play game and i don't mind it too much but how with you found it as someone who is potentially and don't let me put words in your mouth less willing to buy into stuff like that if you don't have
0: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey
2: Dude. We talked about this before
1: recording the idea of what are you buying and the idea that you're only really getting your money's worth uh, for a battle pass let's say weeks or months um, you know, into the future I bought Halo Infinite's battle pass immediately because it's Halo and obviously that game was an absolute fire in regards to making sh- making that feel rewarding over time. Um, so yes, I'm always hesitant because I'm like what am I paying for? Do I believe that this game is going to be worth 20 hours, 30 hours, 100 hours uh, going forward? I would always rather have some option for a buy-in uh, right. for example in Overwatch's case um, you know if you have the free battle pass it's you're not getting the new character Kiriko until you're level 55, um, and the grind is very protracted. Like I've played about 12 matches, and I'm barely out of level one. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, we're talking about a very stretched out grind. Now the overall season, I think they've said is like nine months, nine weeks, um, nine weeks. Sorry, so that's um so it's about two uh, two months and a week. And um, before Kiriko will then be made available to buy with coins, Um but you're still having to put in a lot of time just to get that character, and that's on the free uh, uh, battle pass. If you're doing the premium one, uh, which is ten pounds or ten dollars, um, sorry, it's eight pound thirty oh, nine or no. nine ninety nine dollars and that gets you Kiriko, Um, but that pack is being advertised alongside the Mythic Genji skin, um, which you don't get until you're level 88, so you're trying to grind out 88 levels to get the skin that you paid for, you know, at the beginning but you've still got to put all the time in before you get it that's where I kind of break on it, because I would rather have some sort of entry thing that lets me get my money's worth, and lets me wear that skin or do some sort of uh, goal that lets me unlock that skin, I feel like that's the conversation around this, it's like skill-based unlocks versus monetization unlocks, and there's more to get to in this, um, but that in itself is a talk Point.
2: It certainly is, and you know, it's it's kind of a strange thing, and I don't mm. really know where I fall down on this as of yet, especially because I haven't played Overwatch two in particular, mm. so I, I can't say personally, you know, how that grind is. Mm. Uh, for for like over nine weeks, it needs to feel you know long enough that you're not just blitzing through it and have no more progression, mm. but not uh, protracted enough where you feel like it's getting into week eight and you're thinking, <laughs> oh my god, I've got fifty levels to go and I'm never going to unlock these and the uh, extra things. To me, kind of like having the battle pass laid out and having a premium battle pass you know that you can work towards mm. is ah, it's, it's not ideal but it's again it's, it's better than what they had before in my opinion and that's right. kind of what I'm going off of I'm less comparing this to um, uh, other free to play games and kind of more to what I had uh, what I experienced with Overwatch personally and I know that they did mm. eventually patch in the ability to buy skins outright but from what I gather that's also in Overwatch 2 so, okay, yes, so even
1: that thing in Overwatch 1 when they brought in the ability to buy certain skins they were event based um, or they were anniversary-based, and you had to have right. Overwatch League tokens, I believe, to get them. I dropped off Overwatch 1 after like two years or three years, and um, but did play a hell of a lot of it. I feel like everybody did uh, mm-hmm. for the first few years. Um, but yeah, I, if you're talking about comparisons of feel, I feel like Overwatch 1 felt more rewarding. Like, yes, it you know helped pioneer the whole loot box thing, but I feel like you could have a handful of matches in Overwatch 1 and get enough coins to buy a skin that you want, or you'd have an idea of um you know how many matches you're gonna have to do to get enough coins to get towards the thing that you want. Um now you're doing a handful of matches. Matches and only getting battle pass XP and the co- the coin amounts are insane. Like if you want to get a legendary skin, it's 1,900 or 2,000 coins, if not more. And because it's $10 or uh, eight pounds per thousand coins, yes. that's a skin every $20 or a right. skin every 18 pounds, which I get that the market has dictated that Destiny very much tried that. Destiny 2 um, tried overpriced dancer motes and skins and everything. And the market responded to it. Um, but I think it's
2: ludicrous to pay that much money Money for a skin. You could buy a Proteus, an excellent Doom like game, <laughs> for the same price as food for your family. For one of those things. All food for your family. Yes, absolutely. Um, that is kind of nuts because, again, yeah. you, you know, not to just keep going on about Call of Duty Warzone, but mm-hmm. if I'm comparing to that, which mm-hmm. I have some experience in, you know, the skins there are similarly priced. You know, you're looking at £16 to £20 for a skin, but at least there you kind of get like a skin pack. Mm. You get, you know, the operator skin, you get uh, weapon skins often, then you get a bunch of you know, emblems and uh, weapon charms and stuff. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like a pack of stuff, mm-hmm. which for me feels a little bit more enticing than dropping $20 just on a straight-up, you know, one skin. That yes. Get.
1: And that's, that's another thing as well as to throw in here in terms of the Death by Thousand Cut stuff. Um, one of the newer characters, Junker Queen, her premium skins, a lot of people have just been comparing the unlocks. Even if you grinded out all the, uh, the, the monetization side of it, whether you paid for it or you grinded out the levels, if you get her legendary skins, they just look very, very similar to her standard stuff. Right. So even for that character, it doesn't even feel that rewarding, Um, and that's also alongside the fact that if you were going to grind this stuff out, um, fans have already realized that it would take about eight months to get enough coin just by playing to get one legendary skin, because you you have have to do all the weekly challenges, and they only give you thirty coins, and sometimes only ten. So you're grinding out your weeklies like you know for months on end to get one skin, or you can cough up the cash and just pay the twenty dollars and get the thing outright. That, as a you know, a crystallization of what's wrong with this game, yeah, um, or what's wrong with the the industry overall. to extrapolate it out um, is just how much of a price tag we put on skins um, and premium stuff and then there's also the knock-on effect of is this the only viable business model at this scale of production.
2: Scott Gilbert, have you gone not. through all of these death by a thousand cuts and um, yeah. details? Because I have a big question to ask you but I don't want to do it until I have all of the information. I think, no, you should, you should bring on your question. Okay, my question is, right, obviously this is Overwatch 2 yep. but this is Overwatch 2 in early access. They haven't really <laughs> necessarily made that clear so if you just go on the store, it just is right there. Not- Watch 2, in. yeah, if yeah. you were just like a casual player, you might not even realize that there was a PvE mode to come, that this was a game that was going to get updated, that this was just the start of something that is, you know, like I said, in early access. My question is, as is everything you mentioned here, Justifiable in an early access release, or <laughs> is that thrown out the window? That excuse thrown out the window entirely when they are kind of just you know not hiding the fact, but obfuscating the fact that um, it's not on the like you know you mm. go on the store. It's not like Overwatch Two early access. It's just like I said, Overwatch Two. I think it's worse because it's even the, that's the thing. The
1: thinnest veil that it's early access. Like I mean, I forgot that they said it was coming to early access in October like months ago. That is nowhere in the game. That is not in the main menu. That's not on the PlayStation storefront when they're playing the. PlayStation version, Um, yeah I feel like the monetization and the grind um, is less acceptable because it's because it's you know you've said like this is your thing that you're going for and I feel like the underlying sentiment is let's just see what we can get away with, let's see how much we can protract the grind and let's see how much, um, how many price tags we can put on every single element for as long as possible.
2: Activision Blizzard
1: seeing what they can get away with, (laughs) that doesn't sound like that company Scott Uh, Silver. uh, Every single time with one of their products and I feel like there was so much love for Overwatch especially back in 2016, I was telling you before recording that I feel like superhero uh, conversations around superhero culture and the feel of superhero stuff in media was in such a different place back then. Um, you know the MCU was still in full swing. We hadn't had Endgame, etc. Where we are now. Um, and I feel like you know executives or whatever look at that yeah. and go, "We're going to call it Overwatch Two. There's going to be a big influx of players. Let's see what we can get away with. How valuable right. is this IP in 2022? Um, and let's just see how much we can do." Um, a lot of fans as well pointing out that um, you know, I guess you would fall under the Death uh, by a Thousand Cuts stuff. Um, that a lot of the various developer specific Easter eggs have been taken out of the game. Um, there's a, there was a coffee cup with one of the developer's names on the side of it that's been taken out. Hmm. Um, there's some pieces of graffiti and stuff that's been taken out. It feels like a lot of stuff is smoothed over and you know just sort of made to be the best product possible. And yet in doing that, you remove a lot of the humanity behind why a lot of people fell in love with the original Overwatch in the first place, um, which was
2: that it felt like a passionate creation by a bunch of people who wanted to create this world. Speaking of that, and if we can, let's end on a, a happy note. Because yes. you did tell me before um, recording that you were watching the shot for the new character and that it really kind of worked for you i so love that is there still do you think <laughs> there's still enough personality enough character enough quality behind this game oh. that it could succeed mm. in the same way that it succeeded in 2016. like is there, are the same kind of you know, hallmarks of this game and the series still in there somewhere, if you dig in Yeah, it. And that's the thing, like, you know, you get games like this, and I was trying to think of a comparison, Avengers was a
1: little bit close, where you sort of have this immaculate art department, you know, immaculately rendered characters and everything. I didn't really love Avengers um, Art Direction, yeah. but the actual rendering quality and the, you know, the graphic design and everything, um, you know, in terms of the, like, the actual look of it, looked pristine, looked right. AAA, et A, etc. It did. Um, you know, versus the financial wing of the company that just sort of says, well, we can monetize every single piece of this, uh, weapon, charms, emotes, Victory lines, voice lines, everything else. Um, Even that's the thing. Even old school um, profile icons that were given away for free in Overwatch One are now a dollar or two dollars. You know, every single component. If you just like matrixed out, like you know, made this whole sort of grid of every single element that made up the original game or any first-person shooter, and then just matrixed it out and put a price tag on every little thing. Price tag. Put a price tag on every little thing. And that's the worst part of it. However, it is offset by the likes of um, the new short that goes alongside Pyro which I thought worked very very well and the overall approach to Overwatch Shorts has been this Pixar level you know quality of um, animation that is thoroughly recommendable it's like Overwatch should be the most beautiful accessible give it to anyone they'll find a character they love game platform possible yeah. but it's so offset by just leeching you at every single turn um, which I guess is some just modern gaming stuff I guess, especially modern free to play games. but when you know? it's this inviting and enjoyable and the character diversity is so incredible and play it is so bang-on when it works um, the, the other elements of it are just depressing like you know it should be an open goal to do an Overwatch 2 yes and even the stuff
2: they said that was coming in the beginning is not here and so it's like, what are we even doing? What even is this? Oh my friend, you can tell that um, Blizzard especially like, are an American company who don't know the <laughs> rules of football slash soccer because they have missed so many open goals by just skying it over the crossbar over the past year or so with their games. And I 10% want to you will know, know what the hell we just said. Hey, half of our audience is in the UK, they'll appreciate that it's one. Spends for eh? Ah, very good, very good. Red very cards good. and all that? Ah, yellow card referee? Yellow card. Of <laughs> course um, <laughs> I said. Don't know. Blizzard, something about Blizzard, um, talking about about overwatch 2 yes. i can't remember what i was going to say my question is um and what i want to see is just as a final thing mm. will the pve make this feel like a more compelling package whenever that drops because like i said that was the thing that was initially front loaded they mm. did eventually switch gears but when that comes in presumably with more cutscene based stuff maybe mm. more story and um, will that make overwatch 2 a more appealing um package than what it is now which just sounds like overwatch 1 but free to play I don't know man I feel like they I don't know I feel like this just is Overwatch like it
1: was Mm. always that thing where you kind of just assumed Overwatch like Rocket League like Destiny would just be a platform and obviously when Activision did this with sorry Bungie did this with their Destiny um, and made it you know Destiny 2 everyone just refers to it as Destiny anyway so I feel like Overwatch will live on as just the Overwatch platform and they'll try various things with different festivals and events and seasons and everything else Um, in terms of justifying what Overwatch 2 means um, and justifying what a sequel could be or should be or whatever um, I don't see them making this feel like a sequel. Uh, this feels like, from right. their point of view, uh, from their perspective, this is what they think Overwatch Two is. Like, it's just, it's a completely overhauled monetization system, and it's more of what you love. Like, it's just, well, you know, it's more of what you love, but a little bit worse. And yeah. um, we'll, we'll tweak little bits of it. Um, as my phone rings, because uh, we can just say that it's in early access or whatever. I feel like they'll just monetize as much of it as possible, and I will personally be amazed if they can invert the reputation around it. And there'll always be a, a portion of the fan that will just keep coming back to it. But it's over to you down in the comments as to how long you've been playing Overwatch, what do you think of Overwatch 2, and what do they need to do to make it feel worthwhile in 2022. For now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next
2: time. Bye bye. Goodbye. Who's your favorite? Uh, Tracer. Yes, I look basic, but is great. I like Genji.